everyone, and welcome to the Nintendo Fuse Podcast. This is episode 192, entitled Happy Third Birthday, Nintendo Switch. Woo! Everybody Woo! bring their cakes Damn and balloons and... No, no, no. I had brownies earlier. Oh, okay, there you go. Barry <laughs> celebrated. So I celebrated. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my name is Steve, and uh, but I am definitely not alone tonight. We have uh, a regular two uh, guests. Our, our regular two uh, guests. I, I called you guests. You're regulars. You're like host with me, co-host with me. Uh, Barry, how's it going? <laughs> Bail me out here. I need some help. Well. Clearly, you're you're a little behind, <laughs> but no, it's it's great to to be back and and to be doing this again and. Uh, Welcome. Yeah, for sure. And Greg, good to see you again. Always good to see you. Yep, great. Yep. Great seeing you guys as well. I'm always happy to be here. Yeah. And tonight we do have a guest. That's what threw me off. Is uh, <laughs> Oni from Nintendo Everything. Thanks so much for, for joining us. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. It's my pleasure to be here. Yeah, cool. So before we jump in anything else, um, maybe maybe there's some people out there that might have been living under a rock and don't know about Nintendo Everything. Um, so I want to give you a chance to to get to just to share a little bit about what you guys do over there, um, your own podcast and everything. Um, for us, it I think I can't remember when did you guys start Nintendo Everything. Do you do you remember? Oh God, the website or yeah, the podcast? The website, the website itself started. Maybe 12 years ago, 12 years like ago, okay. forever ago. Yeah, I think it was not too long after, well, back when we were still WeNintendo.net, um, I think Nintendo Everything started not too long after that, and then and then we switched over to Nintendo Fuse and everything, but I remember uh, the early days of like actually checking you guys' website and like, oh, what, what do they got? And, and it was like <laughs> one of our, uh, it's still it's still to this day is, is one of the uh, the websites that we use a lot of times to to make mm. sure that we're, we're up to date and make sure that we, uh, we you know we're, we're posting and covering on our podcast and everything too so thanks for being a, a fellow you know journalist in the nintendo gaming world and everything and uh yeah, yeah it's, it's yeah. cool to have you so yeah tell oh, us a little bit about your site your podcast all that stuff sure okay so um well it's not my site first off nintendo everything is uh run by a big boss named brian and he's amazing he works day and night along with our news team to do news updates 24 7 round the clock no matter where you are in the world you know you get updates um so yeah so we've been around 12-ish years and uh we attend you know lots of different events um we do as much partnerships as we can with other companies try and bring up the little guy um i joined the team two-ish years ago yeah maybe two and a half years ago now uh and um, I am a Japanese translator. That's what I started off as and a writer from time to time on there. And then I'll attend events as well. But the big thing that I've been doing uh, lately is the podcast there. So we do a weekly podcast called the Nintendo Everything Podcast, of course, very uh, creative, imaginative <laughs> name. We, you know, we got the Nintendo <laughs> Fuse podcast here. So yeah, <laughs> we're all about That's creativity. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so... Um, I do that with my buddy, uh, my like childhood friend of about 20 ish something years. And, uh, we just kind of have a laugh on there. We talk about like the weekly news and we talk about what we've been playing and impressions and stuff like that. It's super chill. Um, however, he is like a huge pain in the butt. So 
Like I have to like knock him down a peg every once in a while on, you know, his nonsense. So we end up arguing a whole bunch on that. So if you like uh, hearing two longtime friends argue, then you can for sure tune into the Nintendo Everything podcast. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for, for joining us. And uh, Oni's going to jump right into the discussion with us on the rest of the news and everything. Um, uh, but before we jump into any of that, we want to thank you guys for, for tuning in. Uh, thanks for being here live for those of you guys that are uh, live on YouTube. Thanks so much. Um, if anything we talk about uh, tonight interests you, be sure to throw your own comments and, and stuff in the chat room and uh, and after the fact as well. Be, be sure to uh, let us know what you think about any of the news that we, we talk about. And if you're listening after the fact, maybe on your favorite podcast app, be sure to subscribe to us there and leave us a positive comment. That'd be awesome. And uh, of course, share this with others that might enjoy Nintendo as well. And also recommend the Nintendo Everything podcast to them. That'd be great. Uh, so yeah, so one of the things that we love to do, Oni, is to start off talking about what we've been playing lately. So uh, as our guest, we'll go to you first. What have you been playing over the last uh, maybe week or so? Oh gosh, putting me on the on the spot. <laughs> Sorry about the that. First yeah. one. No, no, it's yeah. totally cool. So, uh, gosh, I've been getting actually quite a bit of gaming in lately. Um, I tripped and fell into a hole recently, and that hole is Breath of Fire Two on the on the Nintendo Switch SNES app or whatever it's called. Mm -hmm. um, so that's an old game that I like to replay all the time. It's like a huge dose of nostalgia for me. Um, I haven't replayed that game in forever, but now replaying it, uh, I, I think it's a lot easier than it has a reputation for. It has a reputation for being like constant random encounters, super crazy hard. And both of those things are true, but not to like the level 10 that everybody says mm. that it is. So um, I'm having a good time with it. There's a lot of systems that they don't explain too well, like the formation system, which is when you put your party together and like they deal different amounts of damage or receive different amounts of damage. And they don't explain that in the game like at all. And it is super integral. Like you can even switch your formations in battle and it doesn't teach you any of that stuff. So I think that that adds to the difficulty. If you understand that system, then you're good. But uh, that that's just like an absolute treasure. Uh, I'm playing it in Japanese, though, because the English translation is god-awful. It's, like, notorious for being one of the worst translations, I think, of that era. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Lucky you. Yeah. Yeah. The rest of us can't play it that <laughs> right. way. Right. Right. Which, which reminds me, I, yeah, I just want to, I forgot to, to thank you earlier, because I, I didn't realize that you're the person behind all the translations we really, we usually read on your site, and uh, and, and then that helps us as, as we're trying to cover everything. So thanks for translating everything. Uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> I, I have to um, say that we have a couple other translators on the team, too, that, you know, kind of come and go with, like, availability. So uh, it's definitely thanks to them as well, too. Yeah. <laughs> so, but you were going to say something. About... Uh, yes. Yeah. So the, yeah, the English translation, absolutely garbage, um, the official one. There is an awesome, awesome fan translation that was redone. This is quite a while ago now. I want to say it was maybe eight or nine years ago now by a um, translator called Ryusui. And you can follow him on Twitter. I think his Twitter is like at the Ryusui. And he completely, completely reworked it along with like some other people who have redone the code and whatnot. It's just a patch that you apply on top of your game, which you can play legally if you have the cart, and then you can play it like in a Retron 5 or something like that. Or you can play it any way you can. And that is probably the best way for uh, English speakers to experience Breath of Fire 2 because they put like so much effort into that. It's like it breeds new life into that story, and the story is really good. Cool. 
Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Sorry. No, no, that's great. That's that's, that's exactly that's it. so yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Greg, how about you? What you been playing lately? Well, since we didn't have the podcast last uh, two weeks ago, I managed to actually complete Luigi's Mansion 3 this time around. So I went through and actually beat like the final boss. I collected all the gems, went back and found all of that kind of stuff. So like I did my version of uh, 100% complete. I didn't do all the achievements because I don't really do online multiplayer very much. So, um, yeah, that was nice to get that game off the backlog. And then I did also jump into Super Lucky Tales, as I said two podcasts or the last podcast which is a month ago um got to the first world there and having a blast with that i mean that's so incredible just to play an awesome like 3d and slash 2d platformer and a collectathon type game so so far i'm at 100 percent through world one and i'm already started through world two so making some pretty good progress and moves along pretty quickly so yeah. that's cool and of course as and as my normal citation, it's always in addition to my dailies and weeklies of Fire Emblem Heroes. Still a huge fan playing it since the first day for Dino's references. So, <laughs> And the occasional Paw Patrol. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, none this last month, though. So, oh, It's too bad. Your daughter, really daughter's not asking to play, huh? Yeah, yeah <laughs> but I am well. closer to setting up the NES uh, Classic and the SNES Classic since we got like a new TV. So that'll be nice awesome. to actually try those out once it's up and running. Oh, that's true. Did you get to hook up your new TV yet? Yeah, the TV is all hooked up. I haven't hooked up the little plug-and-play things yet. So. Yeah, nice. You enjoying it? Yeah, the TV is incredible. Like, we're really enjoying watching movies. And I was playing some Luigi's Mansion 3 on there, and that's just so awesome. Just colors everything is perfect yeah nice nice ah, so jealous <laughs> <laughs> yeah same <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh let's go to the chat jakester says that he uh also finished up luigi's mansion 3 and he's almost done with uh, tales of severia so that's awesome uh oh awesome very I love this Barry, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's one of my homework assignments from Barry, so. <laughs> yeah. Tales of series is very close to my heart. Yeah, yeah. Barry, what you been up to lately? Um, <clears throat> trying to think. So the last thing we did, uh, I think I was still playing Tokyo Mirage Sessions, Sharp FE, which I did yes! finish. I did finish that. I absolutely loved it. Um, that combat system is unbelievably awesome. Uh, I love the story. I, I loved everything. You know, the, the whole censorship didn't phase me. I don't care. I just, I love, just good game. Um, and then I went on to my most anticipated game for the month of February, which was Darksiders Genesis, because I'm a huge Darksiders fan. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'll tell you, about level five or chapter five, I was ready to quit. Not that the game was bad. It was just inconsistency with chapter lengths like chapter two three and four took me maybe 30 minutes and chapter five took me like two hours so i was like whoa okay you know and then chapter six was a boss fight so it was done in five seconds so i was like okay a little inconsistency but then it started hooking me and i started having more fun and got new abilities um it's definitely one that if you want 100 percent, you do have to go back um in an interesting twist the map actually shows you all the collectibles it'll actually show you where all the collectibles are and put a check mark if you've gotten them but for that one step forward, it takes two steps back because it doesn't show you where you are on the map. It just shows <laughs> your general area, but it doesn't show you a little icon of where you are. So uh, it's kind of interesting. I'm sure that'll be patched in, but uh, it, it was a lot of fun. I definitely enjoyed playing through that. And then I started 
the next game, which I didn't expect to be pulled into, which was Rune Factory 4 Special. Hmm. And uh, oh, I played nice. the original, and I am in love with this game. This game is Secret of Mana, meets Zelda, meets Harvest Moon, with an insane crafting system, a cool story, you know, tons to do. You're never bored in this game. Um, just fantastic. And uh, I'm very much looking forward to Rune Factory 5, and I'm, I'm only ju just over a third of the way through the game. So... Um, I definitely recommend it, 100%. <clears throat> cool. um, outside of that, just my standard Dragalia Lost on mobile, Mario Kart Tour on mobile, and Final Fantasy XIV on PC. Nice. Nice. Um, I have been... Uh, you guys can take a guess. What do you think I've been playing lately? Um, I'm going to say... Mm. Um, Rocket League. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Definitely Rocket League. Um, yes, Maybe Xena played Chronicles uh, 2. <laughs> um, definitely not. Dragon uh, Quest 11. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely been one of those... Those The last couple of weeks has been uh, not a whole lot of time. And, it, and like I said on the last podcast, too, I've been trying to put a whole lot more effort into really uh, ranking up in Rocket League. So that's kind of been my my thing over the last like several months um but especially the last few weeks because uh I'm, I'm really trying to make a run for a higher rank and everything i don't think i'm ever going to get like grand champion or anything like that but it'd be really cool to make uh maybe a champion one so i got a little bit to go but uh but i feel like every day i'm getting better and better um i also try out our warface um i don't know if you guys have, have yeah, tried it but shooter, right? it's okay um it's it's a free-to-play game and it's 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 a free-to-play game. Um, <laughs> it's uh, yeah. Sorry, I, did you say it was Warface? I think it's what yeah. it's called, right? I think yeah, so. Warface. It's a yeah, first-person shooter that was like freebie or something. Yeah, that, that is that is a bizarre title. It I is. think like yeah, yeah. I'm not familiar with it at all. So like maybe people have heard it like enough, and like it's just kind of in one ear out the other. But for me, I'm like Warface. <laughs> like, <my laughs> yeah. Face is right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It's uh. Yeah, so you can go up to like 32 players online. So it's not like, uh, you know, Battle Royale with, you know, 100 players like Fortnite or, or Apex or anything like that. But uh, it's it's okay. It's like I said, it's it's free to play. Um, I haven't there's no desire at all to put any money into it. And that's okay because you can ex you can experience it and enjoy it um, as much as you want without putting any money into it. Um, similar to like Fortnite and those games. But um, but yeah, it's it's not anything to to write home about but it's worth trying if you like fps's um for me it might be one of those things that i'll just pop on every once in a while um just to to try a couple of rounds but um it's yeah it's okay it's it's cool to um they they did incorporate motion controls so if you do enjoy moving around and looking with motion controls it's a little better but um but yeah it's it's just okay. Um, I did get another <laughs> game, though, uh, that I really... I, I was hoping to get a chance to play before uh, tonight because it was like 20 cents or four, 14 cents or something like that on the eShop. It's called Mad Age and This Guy. So, yeah, Mad Age, Mad Age and This, and guy. this guy. Yep. Uh, huh. So it's like 14 cents. So Sounds like a 14 cent you know, title. <laughs> um, it's supposed to be like a Bomberman. 40 bucks. Right. It's supposed to be like a Bomberman versus like, I don't know, like it's a, it's a top down uh, sort of adventure thing. I don't know. But I was like, hey, it's 14 cents. And I had, I think, just enough in uh in eShop credit from uh you know buying other games so i went ahead and cashed them in um but yeah maybe i'll get a chance to play it by, by uh by next podcast um a couple other things and then there i'll refer to the chat because it's kind of getting interesting um and uh <laughs> a couple other things non like 
physical gaming, or actually physical gaming, but uh, not uh, Switch related, is uh, I picked up um, Mario Kart uh, diecast um, Hot Wheels um, that I, I found oh. at Walmart the other day. So that was pretty exciting. Like it's got Mario, uh, Bowser, Luigi, and Black Yoshi. Not mm. really sure why they chose to do Black Yoshi instead of Green, but for cool. the diversity, I guess. I, I guess. <laughs> yeah. They, why not? They sold those separately, but I, I didn't see a four pack. Yeah, it's a four pack. So. So that was cool, and then uh, so this is kind of funny. I got a I got a very very late Christmas gift um, just the other day uh, because my our brother my brother in law we met up with him and we hadn't seen him since Christmas, and so he brought me uh, my Christmas gift, and uh, I was very excited to see this. So. Oh, nice. So, yeah. Um, for those of you that are an audio uh, listeners, yeah, it's the, I don't know what size this is, like one eighth or something like that, um, but Mario Kart, RC car. So I haven't, of course, brought it out of the box yet, but I'm really, really excited um, to uh, to play around with it. I have the small Yoshi one um, that I think we talked about like a few years ago back when I got it, but, uh, but I was really excited to get the Mario, like the bigger Mario one and everything, so pretty exciting is it completely like remote controlled and stuff too yeah yeah so like i don't know if you, i can show the the back of it but yeah it does like 360 spins as well and wheelies you can do drifting in it as well and yeah so it's get a race mode anti-gravity mode um and yeah you can just go left and right it's like a regular rc car but with well, a couple the thing extra doesn't things go upside down then you need to just you know take it back to the <laughs> <Right>. store <laughs> yeah i'll see how far the anti-gravity mode goes <laughs> Does it come with uh, banana peels or spiny shells? Or no, but I got some bananas in the kitchen. So Rem- remember those 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 RC cars that like they flipped over, like you worked oh, on either yeah. side. Like that's what it should have been. That like. would be cool. Yeah, because it like it was flat enough where the wheels like worked on both sides. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, have Mario's head like flipped to the other side. That's true. <laughs> That could be crazy. <laughs> All right, so uh, so I want to go back to the the chat. Uh, we got True Mobius is asking a, a question for you, Oni. Uh, why are you always so mean to Galen all the time? Oh, uh, that's Galen. Actually, <laughs> was it Galen. Sorry. Is, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. It's totally cool. That's fine. Mispronounce his name because that is Galen. Actually, <laughs> True Mobius is nobody but Galen. Oh, and, it uh, is him. He's I, come here to ruin the show. I had a feeling it was him. So. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. So very sorry. I can't get rid of him no matter how hard I try. <laughs> uh, well, next, next time we'll have to have him on so he can then say his piece. That's yeah. fine. <laughs> that's totally fine. Oh, so Hassan's saying that uh, that they were all individually, and now the the four pack is the has the exclusive black Yoshi. So yeah. was Ooh. the was the individual yellow yet or uh, green Yoshi? Green. green, I think, light blue as well. If I remember. Oh, okay. Correctly. Well, I need to go back and get the others then. So. <laughs> yeah. nice. I hate when they do that, especially after the fact. I don't mind it like at launch of a, of a toy product. But after the fact, after they've sold the individuals, they have some left over. Let's bundle it with an exclusive to get people to double dip. It's, it's just mean. Mm. Well, I'm glad I missed out on the individuals then. <laughs> yeah, Steve, you came in on the background, so you yeah. were totally fine with that, yeah, right? Totally. Yeah, I'm like, oh, this is great. I don't have to purchase them individually. I picked up the whole pack. Um, yeah, I, w- I was thinking they also have these uh, the um, penny cars or something like that as well, but they're not made by Hot Wheels, some other company. And I was like, I had them in my my, my bag, and I'm like, nah, I don't need those. So I <laughs> need yeah. all the Nintendo merchandise. Yeah, I'm running out of <laughs> shelf space back there. Though. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, so before we before we jump into the news, I want to know a little uh, video game movie came out uh, a couple weeks ago. And we we talked about it a little bit. Did you guys get a chance to see the Sonic movie yet? 
I have not. Not. Greg, did you get a chance? Not yet, but I did mention that we might look at it when it goes to our discount theater, like when they get them after it's been in the normal, like uh, expensive theaters after a period of time. So, okay, we didn't yeah. know if it was worth paying full price for, but we might go yeah. see it like when it's at the reduced, like four fifty, four fifty for like, a single ticket. Nice, nice. That's really cheap. Wow. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Oni, did you get to see it yet? I I didn't, and I kind of don't have plans to see it. I just don't care, man. Yeah, like. <laughs> I, I still haven't seen like the Pokemon movie either. Oh, it's man. just that was good. Yeah, I'm I'm sure they're fine, and I'm sure that lots <laughs> of people like them. And I've been hearing that the Sonic movie, you know, is pretty all right. And I'm really happy for Sonic fans because those guys and gals deserve a win. You know, it is it just can't be a normal thing to like Sonic anymore. Right. You know, <laughs> it always has to be a weird thing. So I'm very happy for them, but yeah. I am just not part of that movie going crowd. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I I went ahead and seen it. Uh, so yeah, my wife my wife had some uh, some some girls over uh, last week, and I was like, I need something to get me out of the house. The Sonic the Hedgehog movie's out, so I went and, and saw it and everything. But uh, yeah, like basically what you guys have seen said it's it was good. Um, but save your money, Greg, and and uh, watch it at the discount theater instead. Um, it's definitely not something you have to run out to uh to watch today at all but it's worth it um eventually but but yeah not <laughs> something you have to watch tonight so <laughs> yeah i think we'll definitely be taking my daughter because she's actually been watching like some uh sonic cartoons on netflix right now so like, she's oh. been really infatuated with that so um i've never seen those before so that's really nice i get to watch them with her so really enjoying that so Getting to know more about the Sonic verse. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the Sonic. still waters run very deep with the Sonic verse. Oh yes. <laughs> now is she watching Adventures of Sonic and Hedge uh, Sonic the Hedgehog with uh, Scratching Grounder? Is she watching Sonic Sat AM or Sonic Underground or Sonic X? What is she watching? <laughs> I thought it was just called Sonic Hedgehog. To be honest, on, um, uh, that's probably on Netflix. Whatever. I mean, it's probably like the oh, no, Sonic the Hedgehog was just Sat AM. Hmm. That's the one with Princess Sally and the really dark Robotnik that they end on a cliffhanger and never finish. <gasps> oh, I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> Forever we'll never know what happens. <laughs> nice. Uh, Hudson said he saw it and uh, he uh, thought that the updated CGI worked well. I did too. I am so glad they went back and spent whatever it cost to uh, to update that CGI because it was... Yeah. So bad, but uh, it was like fifty thousand dollars or something, something, something stupid, it, cheap in comparison. But uh, but yeah, the new new stuff looked really good. Um, yeah, I was I was pleased with it, and uh, yeah, I I, th- I like the the Detective Pokemon movie better, but that doesn't mean that the Sonic was bad. Um, it's actually one of the the better video game movies that I've seen actually. So. Yeah, that's great. I have to be honest and say that i'm a little bit disappointed that they updated the cgi on sonic just because i enjoy you know uh the schadenfreude you know the (laughs) enjoying when something else is suffering you know i just i really wanted to see that terrible movie with that horrifying (laughs) little person in a fursuit and he has so many teeth you know the teeth were the worst part yeah it really was. I hope they put that on the Blu-ray or something. We totally like, needed, like, yes, we needed to do a whole social media uh, plan and and uh, to get the the original cut for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. at least an assembly cut or something <laughs> yeah. like that. I don't care if the the things in the background aren't finished. I need to see yes. that 
complete abomination moving and talking. Oh, it's so yes. bad. <laughs> well, at least we'll have the trailer forever on the internet. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. Just think of all the memes that could happen if they didn't update it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, well, let's move into some news. And a uh, little bit of news is the uh, little, little, little switch, you know, the the love system turns three years old today it was three years old today um so like last year or like a couple of years ago three years ago we were sitting there hoping and dreaming to be able to play this thing and it finally got it and here we are three years later looking back over these three years are you satisfied are we are we feeling good about this system what do we think so barry which over the last three years, have you enjoyed your Nintendo Switch? What's what's some highlights of the last three years? Let's start off with I mean, the good stuff. The the Switch has quickly become my go-to system, my one of my favorites. And uh, you know, while the library isn't as large as like the PS4, which obviously has a three-year head start, it is miles above the Wii U and is quickly becoming the go-to system for all all titles. Uh, everything seems to be selling much better on the Switch. Um, there's so many great compilations, so many older titles out there that are getting new life. A lot of ports that, uh, you know, portable games and, and that we never thought we would see on consoles, like Rune Factory, like I mentioned. Um, I'm playing. I never thought that would be on a console. Um, granted, there there's two Rune Factory games, but not like the proper um, numbered ones. Um, we're getting a gr- bunch of update Wii U titles and Wii titles and, and just some great new ones. I mean, you, you can't mention the Switch without, you know, Breath of the Wild, of course. But for me, my highlight was Xenoblade Chronicles 2 and Torna. Like, that is still my favorite game slash games, if you will, on the system. Um, and that's play Torna uh, still. Oh, and, it's so good. <laughs> I'm totally behind on it. Oh, well. And, uh, See, and, you know, now you don't have to yell at me anymore. Like, at least I'm pretty <laughs> far into the game. Play Chronicles 2. You've only played Torna and you haven't finished it. <laughs> well, I decided to you know, just, just jump past it. We could have a pre- uh, prequel before I go to the regular one, right? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and then Xenoblade Chronicles 1 is going. But and, and that says a lot because this system is so many great RPGs. Uh, Oni mentioned Breath of Fire 2 on the, the SNES Online uh, app. But then you've got Ease 8 is on here, which is fantastic. You have Tokyo mm. Mirage Sessions. You've got uh, the Darksiders games. You've, you've got Rune Factory now. You've got fi- all the Final Fantasies. Uh, Minus 6 needs to get there quickly. Um, just so many left and right fantastic RPGs. And on top of that, you got just a great assortment of shooters and shmups and platformers and racing games. And while granted... Some of the, the games don't look as pretty, like, you know, Witcher 3 doesn't look as pretty, but the fact that you have a portable, uh, these are games we never thought we would see on a Nintendo platform. Witcher 3, Skyrim, Doom, let alone Doom Eternal coming out shortly, yeah. uh, Wolfenstein 2, Wolfenstein Youngblood, like we, Bethesda, just Bethesda alone on, on a Nintendo platform. That hasn't been that way since the id days, you know, when they were independent. Um, it's just, it's phenomenal. And I honestly think that you know, it has enough momentum to keep going. Um, it really depends on what the PS5 and the Xbox sex do. Um, but of course, if <laughs> are delayed due to, um, you know, some real world stuff, um, that could honestly help Nintendo out. That's true. 
Yeah. I think what's one of the coolest things about uh, the Switch is they really have been pulling in some other games. I mean, even things like, I was, we were so excited when, when games like Fortnite and, and when Rocket League came over and other things that we were so used to like being left out as a Nintendo fans, and all of a sudden now they're coming on the system. I mean, even games like Castle Crashers, which I was just like so excited, like, wow, we actually have Castle Crashers on a Nintendo platform. Not that I like play it all the time, but it's just really Diablo. cool to actually have it. Yeah, Diablo. Like <laughs> things we never thought would ever grace a Nintendo system and and they're on there. So that's that's been really cool. Um, Greg, any any positive thoughts? What's your experience been over the last three years with the Nintendo Switch? I've just absolutely been loving it. I mean, definitely around launch, I was kind of weary, like without like too many games outside of Breath of the Wild and Mario Odyssey on the horizons. But that completely got shut down as soon as like they started bringing all their big guns and like, oh, here's Mario Maker, here's um, like Octopath Traveler, here's all like, all this. Like it's just been a constant like hype train of all these great games, like Fire Emblem Three Houses. Like everything has been just getting better and better and more and more releases over time so um i definitely my saving grace is just being able to play it like what barry said like anywhere on the go so it's like i'm primarily commute downtown i don't always get tv time at home so it's just great just to be able to play whenever and anywhere like in my house or whatever outside the house so that right there is my hugest selling point of like why it was made for me yeah that's awesome. Yeah, Oni, uh, any, what's your, what's your highlights of the Nintendo Switch over the last three years? Oh, God, I mean, so many. Like, just like the guys were saying, um, you know, because of it being like that hybrid console, you know, you're always moving around, you're always doing stuff, going about your day, and that is kind of how life is just kind of going. Like, when you think about, like, teenagers nowadays, they're more busy and they're more there's more pressures on them than there were when we were teenagers probably so like having that system to take with you whenever you want and then put it on the tv whenever you want that applies to like just modern life and the, the move of trends so for me i'm constantly taking that thing with me i've always always my entire life been a console gamer like even I had a Game Boy Advance and stuff like that, but I didn't play them too much just because I was always a TV gamer. And with this, the Switch, even though it is a hybrid console, I'm playing that thing constantly in handheld mode mm. versus TV mode just because of the convenience. The screen is so nice and it's a perfect size, I think, because you always want like kind of a larger electronic, but like too large is, you know, not uh, not practical or whatever, but this is a perfect size. Um the the library has just become like a JRPG haven, as Barry was saving you know, saying. Um, I am so big into JRPGs, so like that's a dream come true for me. So like I don't know like if that's like great in the gigantic discourse of of what Switch is and its library, but for me, I am just like you know high fiving a million angels. Like just throw it all at me. I'm <laughs> yes, totally good with yeah. that. Nice. Same here. Well, and the other thing is that even uh, the games being uh, region free. So do you yeah. do you yes. play a lot of Japanese games from the from the Japanese eShop or something? Absolutely, yeah. Like if I can, if I know a game is going westward that is, you know, kind of a niche title, I will wait. Um this this is pretty lame. But I will wait so I can show my support for the Western release. Even though I'm just one sale, you know. Just I try to do what I can. Sure. Sure. Um, you know, but when, it is, a, when a sale gets only, you know, a couple thousand, that one means more than a, to a million seller. Yeah, that's totally true. So, like, I, I do generally wait, but of course, like, I'll buy games. I'm like, oh, this is never coming west. And then, like, 
I don't know. We've seen the trend. Like most of the time, these games are going to go west, and uh, they do. Like years later. So like I bought the Snack World a couple of years ago. That just just came out on the yeah. Switch. Um, I bought. Uh, work work which came out as hero land here in the west hmm. uh i bought that years ago and uh bought well thankfully bought dragon quest heroes one and two because that never went westward um uh, a bit of a middle now rumored now ah, really yeah hmm. um i'd be kind of surprised to be honest unless <laughs> they did like a full rework of a lot of things because uh uh, it's it's a bit of a middling port. It's uh, if it would keep a consistent 30 frames per second, it would be good. Mm. But um, it drops below 30 very very frequently, and even though that doesn't hamper my hamper hinder my experience too often, uh, yeah, it's it's not ideal. I would yeah. recommend it. I would recommend Dragon Quest Heroes 2 to anybody on the PS4 for sure. That game is super good. It's like one of the best Warriors games ever. Hmm. See, it's funny you mentioned that because as a physical collector, um, I'm going for the full U.S. set of the Switch. Mm. And I also am going for a full English set. So if a game didn't come here but it got like a PAL release or an Asian release, I'll get it because it's playable in English. And there's some great titles that we didn't get. And starting off, there was a bunch and, and I started getting them. And slowly I started to notice I was now double dipping on titles I never thought. Like Waku Waku Sweets. Like I never thought this game was ever going to come to the states and yeah. sure enough here it is u.s version i'm like really like what did they call what? it in the west waku waku sweets it's they still the same, it <laughs> it's the same thing and, and, it, and it's just so funny you know like the sukio shooting collection that just got released to the in the, in the states so i was like wait really that's that's coming here like yeah. some titles that i never thought would ever grace especially physical um are doing so and it's it, it's a whole new can of worms. People are finding success and they're bringing over niche stuff again, which is fantastic because I love niche titles. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I'm wondering, like, what is what is the reason for that? Because we know that the carts are typically like more expensive at a developer cost than like CDs or something like that. So I'm wondering, like, where where is that push? Because we're seeing a lot of that on the switch, right? Like all of these titles going west. But then at the same time, we have companies like Crapcom, which are giving us a compilation with one game on the card and then uh, the rest download. And it used to be just, you know, only in America, but now like Devil May Cry trilogy just came out in, in Japan and yeah. it's only the first game on the card and the two and three are download. And it's like, really? Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know. Uh, taking out like business sense from it, like it makes me think like, well, at least make that like cheap Instead of like, okay, so for example, with Capcom especially, like, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm totally derailing this. That's all right. No, no. You just interrupt <laughs> me anytime. But like with, with Resident Evil on uh, Switch, the like four, five, and six came out, right? And even yep. one, uh, one and zero, those came out and they were higher launch price on mm -hmm. Switch than they were launch price on PS4. Like, of course, they're going to be more expensive on the Switch at the moment because like they just came out right so you can't say oh it should have come out for seven dollars or whatever but like it came out at like 30 for all those games it's like those games launched years ago on the ps4 for 20 and the ps3 for 20 how are you doing this to you know consumers that's why i haven't bought any of them not only that i love those <laughs> when they released physically zero one and one is the origin collection it's just zero on the card mm -hmm. and four came out the same day and people cried for a, a physical of four so they mm -hmm. delivered by doing the triple pack 
which is four, five, and six, but only four is on the card. <laughs> five and six are downloads. And it's just like, no, no, you're not getting the message. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. even the Mega Man, like, they, they put a beautiful box set in Japan that has Legacy Collection 2 and X Legacy Collection 2 physically in English. Oh. Fully in English. You yeah, can get the yeah. whole box set. Um, the only way to play uh, Legacy Collection 2 physically. And uh, it's just, oh, he's physically on the Switch. And it's just like, why can't you do that here? Yeah. It's already in English. All you have to do is put a different box art and you, you people would buy it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's totally that's true. true. Yeah, Barry, how many, uh, how many just only boxes do you have that just came with, uh, <laughs> just came with download codes? <laughs> Uh, in America, more than you'd hope. <laughs> it's close to ten, I think. At 10? this point, wow. And it, it's sad. Even Wolfenstein, uh, Young Young Blood, just just did that. Um, but then there was there's cases like The Outer World, which was yeah. announced to do that, and then it was delayed, and now it's going to be on card. So <laughs> uh, I can't figure it out. It, nothing <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> Welcome to Nintendo. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, let's let's slide into the un, the other side of the coin, right? Um, all the, the last three years haven't been perfect. So, uh, Greg, what are what are some of the downsides, the unfortunate sides of the uh, the last three years with Nintendo Nintendo Switch? Well, I'd kind of say like the first year had kind of like a very slow like kind of release of games because for me it was just like breath of the wild and then the next one i really wanted was like mario odyssey so that was quite a time to really fill i mean obviously breath of the wild takes obviously like days and hours and <laughs> to complete but um i did end up getting mario kart just to kind of have something else to play even though i already had it on wii u and all that and brought all the dlcs so and then i even got like splatoon 2 kind of on a hinge and when it came out in July, but I didn't really even play it a lot, even to this day. So I don't know. I thought like it definitely had a very slow um, section of games, and now that we're three years in, it definitely is much better paced, and there's a lot more to look forward to, and there's constantly stuff to play. There's great indie d- titles coming down all the time. So um, yeah, I mean, I think the only other downside I've seen is. Obviously, those Joy-Con drifting things. I mean, I've had been dealing with that a little bit. I even noticed it in Luigi's Mansion. I'm trying to, like, point a certain direction, and he starts, like, walking. And I was like, what the hell? You're just supposed to, like, stand still and be, like... <laughs> so led to some unnecessary, like, getting hit. So Yeah. Yeah. I still have not experienced any drift at all. Like, no way. I think I'm one of the only people that have not experienced. No, I haven't any, either. You haven't either? So, what? but you also I, have that awesome uh, heat damage. That is true. Yours. I had heat damage, um, and my my switch, <laughs> my original switch did crack, but um, from the heat damage. Wow. But I did. I don't have any uh, Joy-Con drift. So, oh, one for two. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'll say that. Like my downside is the that heat damage in the very beginning. Um, luckily, the newest ones are okay, and the, and the light hasn't had any any trouble with that. But uh, but yeah, that that silly heat damage. Um, yeah, I. I I hear you, Greg. But it was great that it picked up for sure, um, because uh, I think it was a little slow. But I think for a lot of people, like even um, like Hassan had said, like like Zelda and Pokemon and all those different titles um, eventually coming out was just so huge. And uh, and we pretty much have like almost everything we'd want already on the Switch in these last three years, even though it was a, an unfortunate little slow start. Yeah. Oni, any uh, any negatives over the last couple of years that you want to kind of point out about the Nintendo Switch? <laughs> yeah, I mean, of course, the drift. Like, I've had... I had a pair that was 
you know, bad. And then I sent it in and thankfully it was under warranty. They sent me back, I think a new one, I think, I don't know. Uh, but then I think as we all kind of learned more, because I think drift was happening like a lot at a particular time after a certain time, uh, we kind of realized and what I think it is, and I haven't looked into it super a lot, but it's mostly like dust particles from like plastic rubbing off, like just normal, you know, wear and tear, but it's getting stuck or something and it's too sensitive or something and where it makes the sensor connection inside the mechanism. So if you spray like, I don't know what it's called in English, this kind of spray that like, you know, helps electron. It's like a liquid spray that you can mm. spray on electronics. Um, what, weird that I don't know that in English. <laughs> Uh, if you spray that, that helps to clean it out. Or even if you use like canned air, that can help it a little bit too. But it's, that's a huge downside. You should yeah. not have to do that as a consumer uh, with such a regularity. Um, another thing on, I mean, kind of just the Joy-Con in general, like holding them sideways is not great. It's an option. So I'm not like super, um, big on that, but the D pad on the pro controllers, that's a expensive freaking controller. Yeah. And the D pad sucks. Like. Mm-hmm. It it whatever it is underneath it, it is a cheaper thing than on any other um, Nintendo controller ever. Even the Wii U Pro controller, which I still love that controller, uh, the D pad on on the Switch Pro controller is is bad. Like yeah. I try and play, you know, um, 2D games, which I always feel I should play with the D pad, like subconsciously. And even when I go into a menu, um, even in like 3D games, I just always switch to the D pad because that's just how my brain works. And even even then, it just it always feels wrong. I, sometimes I get the wrong input, even though I very very clearly pressed down or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, which yeah, is weird, right? From that. the company that in, in invented the D pad, yes, <laughs> like yeah. invented and perfected, perfected it like, yeah. right away. Yeah. yeah. So what the hell, guys? Yeah. <laughs> so that kind of thing, and then something that I don't know if it's really a downside, but it's something that's looming, and I'm this is something I'm definitely going to be talking about on the podcast. Uh, sorry, the Nintendo Everything podcast um, for months and probably years to come now is it's in the middle of a console cycle that the Switch came out, right? And what is going to happen, you know, with the PS5 and the sex box, whatever it's called, <laughs> Series X, Series X. Um, what is going to happen, you know, during this time? Because it is very clearly less capable than you know the ps4 and the current xbox but to a negligible degree but in the future there's going to be such a huge disparity that you know developing multi-plat games for it is going to be potentially not even lucrative for a developer for a big developer at least like it's still going to be i think an indie machine because that makes perfect sense Mm -hmm. but i don't know this it, it makes me nervous yeah yeah, for sure. And yeah. we'll see like a situation with the Wii because I mean, a lot of people separate the graphics to, from the Wii to the, even like the Xbox and stuff like that. So that's totally true. Yeah. So I'm sure it's just gonna be like all companies are just gonna be like, oh, we're not gonna do a watered down port. Let's just not gonna go to Switch anymore. So mm. I don't know. Yeah, because it could probably only last for a short amount of time, maybe three, maybe four years at the most, that they'd be able to make those multi-platform games, and then yeah, after that, is it really lucrative for them to keep? Pull them over there. Yeah. Um, let's see. Let's go to the chat real quick. Um, yeah. Hassan, Hassan said that uh, he's had no drift, but then again, he has so many Joy-Cons that he, he doesn't use uh, any pair more than once. Uh, no, nice. actually, he says that that much. Um, he has... Hassan, how many pair of 
of Joy-Con do you have? Throw that in the chat because I know he's pretty much got almost all of them except for I think he hasn't. I don't think he's imported like the the same colors if they're in Japan exclusive or something like that. But but I think he's pretty much got every every color available. He doesn't have the Labo one though. Oh, he doesn't. Mm, yet. I almost bought that one that he's talking about too. The the opposite purple and orange Joy-Con. I almost bought those because I was in Japan recently for like work and pleasure as well, and I went to the Nintendo store and I was like, oh man, I've been wanting those colors so bad because it's like my favorite combination of colors and uh, now i wish i had bought them yeah (laughs) (laughs) nice um jakester says he thinks his least favorite thing about the controllers is how expensive they are they are expensive and uh Mm -hmm. yeah i think that every time that i i consider you know getting another pro controller because i've I've got two and i was like do i need four for just in case if i you know have a party or something like that but i'm like i don't want to drop another 70 bucks on another controller like that's a lot of money but uh but i agree with the the joy cons they're like eh you know they're Convenient, I guess, somewhat, because they attach, but they're not that great. Uh, mm. Barry, what what's some uh, some other unfortunate things about the Nintendo Switch over the last couple of years? Um, I, I will echo the the sentiment about the Joy Cons. Um, I do play my Switch ninety nine percent of the time docked, um, so I always have that Pro controller, and I have multiple. So when one dies, I play it till it eventually dies. I just put it on the charger, next one, and I'm always have rotating i love the pro controller um the d-pads never bothered me as much i know it's not the greatest but i make do um i would say the release windows of titles Mm. nintendo is very very poor when managing their releases they are very much a back heavy company and their front ends are always dry you know it launched heavy with breath of the wild but then it was like really a you know, Mario Kart was like I think the next month and then it was a couple of months to arms mm-hmm. and like it's very sporadic for their early year release and, and 2018 was the same thing we had you know Kirby Star Allies and like almost like nothing else until you know June and and even last year we had Yoshi you know Mario Deluxe and uh, Yoshi Crafted World and then nothing really until, again, June with Mario Maker 2. But then you look at the back half, and you got Demon X Machina, you got Astro Chain, oh, you've got you got Luigi's Mansion, you've got Dragon Quest Eleven, you've got, you know, all these games, Pokemon, and, and it's just back heavy. And in 2018, you had your three biggest games, which was Smash, uh, you know, Pokemon Let's Go, Pikachu and Eevee, and Super Mario Party. And all three of those titles came out in the last three months of the year. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's where they really need to get uh, going. And so far this year hasn't been terrible. We had Tokyo Mirage Sessions, which is a, a port, and we've got Animal yeah. Crossing coming up next month. Um, but And then we Pokemon Mystery Dungeon this week. Um, again, that's another you know remake, though. It's, it's not a new game. Um, they really need to, to fix that. They need to spread their releases because I think like some of the titles, like Demon X Machina last year, should have gotten more love. I really enjoyed it, but it's actually going to Steam because it was cannibalized. Hmm. It was sent out with Link's Awakening and Luigi's Mansion, like right between them. Yeah. And Astral Chain too. And Astral yeah. Chain. Yeah. It's like 
too much, but at least Astral Chain did well. Yeah. Um, and Dragon Quest Eleven was right there as well. It's a 100-hour yeah. RPG, it and it's like... nuts last year, wasn't it? Like, <laughs> it was... I, I haven't even touched some of those games that I bought, and I was so excited for so many of them. Yeah. yeah it was too much, and it was too much uh, uh, too quick of a space. You didn't really get time to, to enjoy them, because if you just wanted to play everything, you did a little bit of everything. Um, that was, that's probably my biggest complaint. Um, again, the, the price on controllers is, is a little high. Um, I haven't felt the need to go and get more controllers. You know what? At first, I was going to do what Hassan did. Like, oh, look at these Joy-Con colors. And like when they announced ARMS, it's going to have the yellow controllers. I'm like, oh, I think I'm going to go for all the controllers. And then when I realized they're you know, 40 apiece, I'm like, you know what? No. No, I'm, I'm not going to do that. Um, I have a few sets of Joy-Cons, but it's it's really not... It's not something I need, and and even playing portably, I got the Demon X Machina, uh, Joy-Con things, and and I like those for the few times I ever play portably, um, because the Joy Cons are a little small. Um, otherwise, the the issue about um, third parties and about you know ports from other systems, um, that's something I've echoed before. Um, Right now, we're at a good point where you know they they can take 360 and they can take PS3 games and bring them over and they look okay, and they can do that with some PS4 and Xbox One. But when the next systems come out, how many more years is you know they're going to be PS4 versions or Xbox One versions? Um, probably 2021, maybe into 2022. Uh, outside of sports, not that the Switch gets those anyways, and and that's really where it's going <laughs> to dry editions. up. Legacy edition. <laughs> and that, that is a big concern, and that's something. That's the reason why I echoed last year. I think we might get a, a pro, and this year I predicted a pro, which may not happen. <laughs> um, but if we don't get a pro in 2021 or or a Switch 2, um, I think Nintendo might be in trouble because right now the Switch is doing fantastic and is outselling the other systems, as it should be. Because the majority of people who want a PS4 already have a PS4. Mm. And the majority of people who have an Xbox One already have an Xbox One. And uh, do I think the Switch is going to meet PS4 numbers? It's possible. But that really depends on how much longer they support it. And how the rest of the market is. Because if PS5 comes out with a killer app or Xbox X comes out with a killer app. And it's like, oh my god, Switch what? Mm. Um, That could just really hurt. And we've seen that happen before. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and, and who knows what they're going to do, uh, you know, trying to copy at least some aspect of the Switch as well, um, whether that be bringing, uh, you know, those those Xbox games and PlayStation games to a tablet that people already have, or if they're going to have some mobile component to it or whatever, you know that they're going to be doing that, which is going to take even more attention away from, from the Switch. Like, what if you can play a, a 4K game on the go? Um, yeah, oh. Switch is not going to look that cool anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think the other thing that, that stands out to me for sure, and I'm surprised we haven't talked about it yet, is the online service. Um, uh, yes. ah. I don't play a lot of online, so. Yeah, neither do I. <laughs> I, and I think I know why, because it's not that great. <laughs> like it's, <laughs> I pay for it, but I don't really use it. Right? Yeah. Um, I think it. we had so much promise, I think, in the beginning, and especially since we're not paying for it. I think before we were like, you know what? It's free. It could be better, but you know what? They're giving to giving it to us for free. Now that we're actually paying for it, I think we have a little more room to complain. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, it'd be better if we had better connection and stuff. Like, I don't, I don't remember the last time I played Smash Online because it was so bad, um, which is really unfortunate mm-hmm. because I expected it to be better since we're paying for it. Um, 
I want to know what those deals are that we are supposed to. We are supposed to get special deals by being a Nintendo uh, online subscriber, but I haven't seen yep. any special deals yep. other yeah, than being so able far. to uh, access these controllers. That's yep, about that's it. it. I'm like, no, I want an actual deal like we get on PlayStation and Xbox. Um, so yeah, those things like that, I'd like to see more games pop out for the NES and SNES online. We were getting a pretty steady number of those games for a while. And then all of a sudden it's like maybe two every two or three months now. So it's, it's really slowed down. Um, and it doesn't seem like they're putting any extra effort into making that, uh, a worthwhile investment. So if it wasn't for games like Rocket League that I really have to have to play online, um, I'd be thinking about cutting that back um, and uh, and maybe actually canceling my subscription. So I'm holding on for certain aspects, but it's not that worthwhile of an investment, I don't think, uh, as, as I thought it would be. So. Yeah, that's totally true. Like, so the the problem with, like, Switch Online and, like, the NES library and SNES library is that, like, eventually... And probably sooner than later, Nintendo will see the lack of returns on adding and spending money on developing, adding games to those apps because nobody's buying them, right? So that's like the problem with it is that there's eventually going to be like a, a cap for them. So then why would they add that many more games? So like every three months or something like that, you'll get a couple of games. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, it's not really enough to make me stay subscribed into the service. I mean, don't get me wrong. Right now, my jam is a game from 1993. So, like, I'm sort of, you know, eating my words right now. But, uh, yeah, especially about the, like, the stability and stuff online, right? Like, especially because it was free for, like, what, a year and a half? Mm -hmm. A year and a half when the system was was out? September of 18, I think it went up. Yeah. It it doesn't feel so much like, okay, now you're paying, we're doing more dedicated servers, you know, we're putting more money into it. It felt like they took away a feature and that was the biggest insult to it. It's like, at least have dedicated servers for your biggest games, Mario Kart, Smash, Splatoon, right? So I totally wholeheartedly agree with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Jake, you know, that's something I never thought about either. Like the whole, uh, well, you know what? We're not seeing as many people subscribe anymore, so we're not going to put forth the extra effort to put more games on it. But people aren't subscribing because they're games that they want to see, uh, like Jake Steer wants Earthbound, are not there. Um, mm. And it's it's a catch-22, really. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I definitely see, and I think the last batch, and we said it before, like there was no big hook. There were niche titles. There were some great titles, some that we never got in America. That's not going to let average Joe say, oh, I need to subscribe to, to the online for, for, you know, Super Twin B. Like, no, you need those <laughs> book titles there. To, and then you throw in the niche ones as well as supplement. And then say, oh, okay, well, now now this month has this game that I'm really looking forward to. And while I'm here, let me check out the, the other games. And I'd love to know the percentage of usage of those two apps. Like, how, how often are people playing them? And I have a feeling that... The novelty has worn off that the vast majority of, you know, gamers on the Switch are not using them or at least not using them often, especially with all the other quality releases we've had. Mm -hmm. And they're looking at that and say, hey, you know what, like 2% or 3% are really using this. So we could do a couple titles after a couple months and 
toss a bone to them. Mm-hmm. It's not like people really are caring for it. And meanwhile, everyone online is like, no, we want this title. Bring us this. Bring. So, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes Nintendo is as blinders, you know, that's true. Yeah. Greg, I'm interested uh, because you're you're almost primarily. I mean, I wouldn't say always, but a lot of times you're a, you're a portable gamer with the switch. So like with that in mind, um, when you're when your renewal comes up, are you going to be renewing your uh, online subscription or is this one of those things you're like, eh, I may drop it because I, I only game on the go and I really only have a, it's not enticing you enough to, to keep renewing it. I think it kind of depends. Like I initially got it because I was really wanted for Mario Maker, but I haven't even booted that up and like I don't know, not played extensively for quite a while. Hmm. So, I mean, I'm kind of on that fence of where it's like, why am I paying for this if I'm not even hmm. using it? Like, nope. I don't really play online games. I'm not really playing like Mario Kart or even as I said earlier, like Luigi's Mansion. I didn't even fire up the online. I've never played an online version of Smash yet. I mean, so you're not missing the cloud much. saves. That's why uh, the saves. cloud saves. Those are nice, but they're not actually even universal. It's like some games don't have them. Yeah, that is so lame, too. Mm-hmm. Like we talked about that on the Nintendo Everything podcast last week and probably some episodes before. But just like the inconsistency with that. Right. It's so obnoxious. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but then you get these physical releases like Tetris 99 and, and Mario Maker 2, where mm-hmm. it's like, hey, for $10, we're going to give you an extra year subscription with it as a bonus. And like, oh, that's so cool. Thank you so much. But if you have a family plan, like I do, <laughs> yeah. you can't use those can't codes. Use and that yeah, is just yeah. an insult. Like, they should do something for for those that, that have the family plan and then pay the extra money for those, you know, those versions. It's like, oh, you know, let's throw you a bone. Um, you thank you for being such a loyal customer that not only do you have it, but you're also purchasing our games. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, they don't. They're like so out of touch. Like, nope, sorry, you can't use it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's weird. But I don't know. We'll we'll see how the next uh, you know couple years go as the as Nintendo Switch yeah. gets older and older. Maybe it will mature. Maybe we'll get that Pro Edition. Maybe we'll just you know jump up to the Switch Two or whatever other name they come up with. Um, <laughs> who knows? what the next few years are going to be like. Uh, but Jakester brings up a, a game that that may yes. actually draw people to online, potentially, and that's Animal Crossing New Horizons. And we actually got a, uh, a Nintendo Direct, um, not an official full-blown Nintendo Direct. We're still waiting <laughs> on that one. Um, but uh, it was supposed to launch sometime in January or February. It's now March. Um, but uh, we did get a, a, an Animal Crossing-focused one, and there was a lot. It was uh, nearly 30 minutes of just Animal yeah, Crossing yeah. Uh, goodness. And so if you're a big fan of Animal Crossing, you were probably pretty excited. If you're not an Animal Crossing fan, you were probably bored out of your mind. Um, but uh, I'm going to quickly just glance through a, just a couple highlights, um, and then we'll kind of open up for a discussion on what you guys think about all that. But yeah, the, the Animal Crossing New Horizons uh, and uh, Nintendo Direct um, came out on February 20th, and uh, we we found out a bunch of stuff, mostly around Tom Nook's deserted island getaway package, um, which is kind of funny. Uh, it's just thing like deserted island getaway package. Like I don't know if I want to go to deserted island. Um, it sounds kind of fun for like a day, but I don't know if I want to settle there. 
<laughs> it's a deserted island with several other people already living right, there. Exactly. So it's... Tom Nook, please, a dictionary. Look up what deserted island means. Come on, bro. But you know what? He's still going to make money off of us. So. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so basically we have this this remote desert, desert island that um, you have some company on there. But you get to basically design your own island. And you have a bunch of uh, stuff on on this island you can you can have a bunch of diy materials and build your own things you can um you can have like these these concrete goals and and help offer uh guidance and inspiration on the island and take advantage of nook's mileage program uh there's (laughs) island tours that you can like pilot around the island and there's party play so it allows you up to uh, eight people can come live on the island together with you so that's pretty exciting um there's land development and you can actually like pole vault around the island to uh, go over bodies of water, but then eventually build bridges and slopes. Um, and also uh, there's Nook Link. Um, and so I think it's funny, the press release even said that, like, yes, Tom Nook likes to put his name on everything. Um, but uh, yeah, so it, it's a uh, part of the online um, app. So if it's good, um, you can be able to scan a custom design QR code uh, from games like New Leaf and Happy Home Designer to bring some of those aspects into the game, which is is kind of cool. Um, you can choose when you're setting up the game. You choose your own island. Uh, you can pick up in the northern hemisphere or southern hemisphere, so it has different uh, seasons based on the how you uh, if you're in the northern or southern hemisphere. Um, there's an orientation that you can base on the island. Uh, resident services. You become a new homeowner. All these different things. There's an airport um, for the first time uh, in the game, and so you can use the airport to travel around, of course. Um, and then, of course, there is new residents like normal uh, in your in your Animal Crossing game. But also, there are going to be free updates. So just in case you're worried, you're going to have to pay for those updates. They did confirm that there are going to be free updates um, with a bunch of different special days and and special items coming to the game and everything. And uh, the first update is actually going to be on March 20th. Um, and a whole bunch of other things. Uh, Amiibo support is confirmed as well. Um, and so, yeah, there's a lot of different stuff, a lot of crafting, a lot of uh, really making this game your own. And so um, I'd love to just kind of think, like, ask you guys what you think about this entire Direct. There was a lot that Tom Nook covered in this uh, in this Direct himself. And, um, and so what do you guys think? So, Greg... I know uh, you're not a huge fan of Animal Crossing, but uh, but what do you think about all this information? Is it enough to rope you in? Certain parts were kind of like intriguing me to like like hey maybe I can actually have fun with this game, and then there'd be something else to be like oh and show like stuff I wouldn't want to do like fishing and just grinding for like random materials and was come like, on Greg one of us <laughs> oh, fishing is so much fun though. <laughs> It's I mean, that's I always my least favorite part of the Legend of Zelda games is like when they require you to do fishing <laughs> for like a heart piece or some mainline story thing like even Twilight Princess yeah, where this it requires is so you to catch easy. a fish. Like, <laughs> when the bobber goes down, you push a button. That's it. <laughs> I mean, the fishing on Link's Awakening was already tough enough for me. I mean, oh, like, this is much trying to reel in those stu- stupid bloopers yeah, like, this is just a, for like tons of effort. Like This is nothing. <laughs> this is a push a button. Your daughter could do it for you. That's true. Just just have her fish for you. <laughs> so I mean, I, I'm not gonna lie. I'm still so, like mildly interested to try it out and get a look at it. But I don't know if it's gonna get like an actual purchase. I might try like 
like rent it from the library or borrow it, whatever you mean. But um, that way I can at least say that I've tried it. And then once I see like, oh, this is actually a really good game, then I can go ahead and buy it from theirs. But I think that'd be the wisest course of action for trying like to avoid spending money. Mm-hmm. Like if I don't have to, if I'm not going to like it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jakester says that uh, he watched the direct with his mom and she was internally screaming with the amount of customization you can do in the game. That's awesome that your mom loves Animal Crossing. Oh, that's, that's fantastic. Uh, and uh, let's see. Looks like, yeah, he's, he's see the, see, I had fun fishing in Link's Awakening, Greg. See, Greg, Jakester is just like totally disagreeing with you tonight. I don't know. I think he's picking a fight. I'm just, I'm so. just not fishing. Like, I, Do you oh, fish in real life? Relaxing activity. When I don't fish in real life and I never had too much interest in doing so. <laughs> nice. Nice. Barry, uh, what's your thoughts about the direct and, uh, and your excitement level on Animal Crossing New Horizons? My excitement level jumped from seeing this direct just you know the standard stuff we knew about the crafting is new that that's cool but a lot of it's animal crossing that i've played since the gamecube days um but then they did the whole island uh rest you know construction thing where you can make waterfalls and you could build bridges and you could change the island and like that is huge because if you didn't get a good island layout in the older games you were screwed mm-hmm. and this is just wow you can really you can move the houses where you want you can customize it the way you want i love that and i was instantly couldn't wait till march 20th when i saw this direct ended and then i showed it to my wife um because she was at work when it aired she watched a couple days later and she went through the roof she loved new leave but now she's like you know what i want my own copy of the game and she started playing Pocket Camp because there's a link with special items. And she didn't play Pocket Camp. Now she's playing Pocket Camp every day. So she is, like, super ready for this. And, uh, yeah, I, I am very much excited. But it's kind of funny because Rune Factory 4 has a lot of the same elements with the crafting mm. as Animal Crossing. So I'm kind of already doing mm. that right now. So I don't know if that's going to hinder jumping right into animal crossing after it or not i don't know we'll see but but i'm looking forward to march 20th for sure nice jakester also says that his uh his mom spends about four hours on either new leaf or pocket camp every day so that's that's amazing that's awesome that's so cool precious uh so is the clock in the game just like tied to the real world clock (laughs) yes it is yep see that's where it might be harder for me since i play at specific times during the day like when i have free time like after my daughter's in bed so it's like it'd be kind of hard to do morning activities when i like going to work or whatever so you just mess with the air antenna clock like you used to on the ds and uh, everything else that's that's something that's interesting though those free updates if you notice those free updates are all seasonal updates Mm. so you can't boot the game up in march 20th and instantly change the date to december 25th to get the christmas furniture it's not in the game yet Mm -hmm. you have to wait for that update to happen that's why the first update is bunny day aka easter so it's it's interesting that they're doing that they're it's it's like nintendo's like no we don't want you to cheat so we're gonna put that stuff in afterwards for free yeah yeah for sure yeah i think uh my my general thoughts are um as a, as a love-hate relationship with this uh with this direct um because i i love that they're putting so much stuff in it but it's it's actually making me slightly turned off to the game as weird as that sounds because i know as we've talked about many times 
I don't have that much time to game anymore. And so mm-hmm. while it'd be great to be able to do all this stuff, um, I don't have as much time to pour into this game. And I know how much I poured into New Leaf <laughs> and everything else. And this is going to demand more of my time. But it's designed to be played just a little bit every day. That's true. It's true. It, it's so. a marathon, not a sprint. It's, it's cool that it has so much stuff. But Oni, I know you're a big Animal Crossing fan. So what do you what do you think about uh, about this Direct? And, uh, and yeah, did your excitement level just go through the roof? Uh, well, firstly, I have to say, though, just get on the bus. Just <laughs> buy the game anyway. I know you don't have time. I also don't have time. I got games I haven't even opened yet that I purchased. Just buy them. Consume product. Don't ask questions. <laughs> That's the Story way Tom likes it. That's very true. That's what Barry plays, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I went, like, I'm of two minds about this because... Part of me is like, yo, I'm about this. I'm about this Animal Crossing life. The other part is like practical. And I'm like, listen, I got other games that I need to play, yada, yada, yada. And I like, okay, every time that like a new Nintendo um, mobile game comes out, I will play it for a bit. I'm really not into mobile games, um, unlike, you know, some of yourselves. Uh, So like I dropped all of the games off um, that I played mobile. However, uh, Pocket Camp is the one that I stuck with for more than a month. Even though Fire Emblem Heroes, that's what it's mm-hmm. called, right? Fire Emblem Heroes? Yep. Uh, yes. That one I played for a month and had to stop myself because I was having a real good time with that. But Pocket Camp, I stuck with that for over a month and I was really enjoying that. So I know that the Animal Crossing, you know, sickness runs in my veins. I know that <laughs> for sure. And I haven't played an Animal Crossing game in a minute. So I'm raring to play this one. I was mildly interested trying to pretend I wasn't interested before this uh, direct happened. As soon as it happened, I was like, oh, my God, you could have a little a little pond and you can make your own island and you can build your own like little library and stuff. Oh, and I can invite people over like it's just it's all the things that I want. And also, you know, something that I haven't really seen a lot of people talking about is with the direct. Maybe this was just, you know, really good. Um uh, marketing on the video production team's uh, side of things. But I thought that all of the little animations were so cute and so precious. You know, they had little animations that were things that you notice subconsciously and not actively. But like, for example, the little girl fanning herself with the Japanese fan, the Uchiwa. Um, and then as she was walking or as she was doing that, um, one of Tom Nook's little what are their, their little hellions? What are they called? <laughs> Timmy and Tommy. Timmy and Tommy. Yeah. One of them was walking by and like walking her like, what's going on? Like as <laughs> she was banning herself with the little Uchiwa and it's little things like that. I live for in video games. Like when little bits of love are put into them, it makes me just appreciate it more. There so the, the rocking out gorilla in the one scene doing the exercise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think I got to buy this game. Yeah. Like the practical part of me is like, no, don't do it, man. Like what about Damon X Machina? <laughs> right. What about Dragon Quest? You haven't even touched those. Oh Everyone's man. Like, Dragon Quest. Yeah. I know. Right. Oh, <laughs> I was like specifically, I, I held off by, or playing the PS4 version when that uh, came out. First off, when that came out in Japan, then I waited for it because it came out in PS4, but we knew it was going to come out for Switch. So I had waited even more, and then it came out on the Switch, and I was like, yo, sorry, like there's a lot of things happening right now. So oh, that poor game. That poor game. Uh, I'll get to so it eventually. Eventually, yeah. <laughs> they should just put little ports of like the original NES games and the original one. You should just have a little port of uh, Damon X Machina inside Animal Crossing. There you go. <laughs> they haven't done 
written that since the original. <laughs> It'd be so great. It'd be so great. Um, yeah, I think you hit I on draw a robot and put it on some of my furniture there you go. in in Animal Crossing. <laughs> I think the the online aspect is is the thing that like the crafting and everything is it, cool, but that that doesn't like get me going when I think about the game. I think like I'm finally I'm excited about having an online a significant online aspect to Animal Crossing because it's something I've been wanting for a really long time. And I haven't actually I've never gotten into the the console versions of Animal Crossing. Um, oh. But this one I'm excited to be uh, into because of the online aspects of it. And I'm excited to like actually have people over and be able to op you know occupy an island together and, and play games together and, and share stuff together. Um, because um, it's been very minimal, I think, in, in the past games. And so it's, I'm excited about uh, actually experiencing this game with other people. And that's probably what will keep me coming back over time. Because eventually I'll get tired of, of building things and crafting things and paying off my debt to Tom Nook. But uh, but the aspect of being able to play it with my friends, that's, that's something that it will, if it's good, will keep me coming back over time. Yeah, totally. That's you seem like a, quite a an online gamer um you know like you've mentioned like yeah. rocket league especially what if there were like some sort of competitive aspect to animal crossing like God. realistically it would probably be like well who's whatever looks the best or whatever you know something little like that oh yeah but what if it was like who could build the best froggy chair online <laughs> you know? fishing could tournament. be i was thinking the online fishing tournament, tournament. yeah um uh, greg would be totally into it <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah i don't know I, I i like the competition side i like the online stuff it depends on where where it is if it's uh if it's creating that's not my thing um like i love like with mario kart or mario maker um i love playing other people's levels um greg's the greg's the builder he builds all the stuff i just play his stuff um but uh but if it's like a fishing competition i could totally get behind that i'm like i can i can catch more fish in an hour uh, let's do let's do this right now <laughs> that's on steve yeah let's go like, and that's the thing i think we could actually just do it on our own we don't have to let nintendo you know take care of it we can just have our own fishing competition so. that's kind of true you could yeah so. Or who can do the biggest fish in, in you know in thirty minutes? You, mm -hmm. you know, catch the biggest fish or the biggest beetle or something. Right, right. I just wish uh, that they didn't have to um, use the mobile app for voice chat. Just, just. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was something that Jakester mentioned in the chat um, before when we yeah. were talking about you know upside downside to the switch, and th that's a really good point. Um, that's that's contentious, isn't mm -hmm. it? The mobile app. Mm hmm. Yeah, it'd be nice if it was if it was built in. I get it at some level, but I don't know. But at this point too, I know a lot of people just like flip over to to Discord or whatever else to, yeah, to do yeah. their chatting. And so, you know, maybe maybe we have moved on. I don't know. It all depends. At, at this level, if if their if their online service is not that great, I'd rather use something like Discord or my phone or something like that because I don't know if I can actually count on Nintendo's online service to to give me a good voice experience or not. Yeah, I'd be willing to accept like using your mobile device for uh, voice chat if the online on the actual you know damn system was like already good and like stable and everything like that. I'd be like, yes, please save those RAM little bits for. <laughs> uh stabilizing the internet but like yeah the i don't know i'm not against using a mobile device for your voice chat or whatever i use discord when i played like splatoon and stuff mm -hmm. but the thing is that like nintendo's mobile app is just like oh that's rough that's like that's not even beta that is alpha you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. yeah 
Ah. For sure. Well, let's move on. Uh, Animal Crossing is going to be here before we know it. Um, in fact, I think it'll be... Ooh, what is it? Like right after our next podcast, because our next podcast is going to be on the 17th. So yeah. we'll be oh, yeah. almost at that point. Um, but one of the things that we're going to have to wait on a little longer is GDC. Uh, so if you've, again, uh, been living under a rock, you maybe haven't heard about this little thing called the coronavirus um, that's kind of been uh, affecting our entire world, especially uh, the, the Chinese uh, um the country of China and, and, and all the people in that kind of area there, but also it's now affecting United States and other countries and stuff as well. Um, and, and GDC has actually um, put out an official statement uh, that they are going to be um, postponing GDC this year to the summer uh, because of all these things going on. There was a bunch of companies that already had, had backed out um, from the 2020 show and they just made the call to actually uh, just postpone it until the summer. So we don't really know a lot of information about this, but I just wanted to kind of get your guys' thoughts uh, just about the postponing. Was it a good idea? Do you think this will affect GDC at all this year? Um, so yeah, of course, a lot of this is just kind of speculation because we don't really know anything, but we like to go to speculation town around here on the Nintendo Fuse. So uh, uh, yeah, what do you guys think about that? Barry, let's go to you first. Um, just your general thoughts about, about this postponing of GDC. Um, I mean, it sucks. Um, it, it sucks that any time that you know we're dealing with health uh, issues, and I don't blame them, especially after everyone started backing out. They really had no choice. They, the decision was given to them or yeah. made for them pretty much with so many companies. I mean, you had Sony and Microsoft already out on top of other companies, Facebook and Oculus. They had no choice. And, and PAX East was just this past weekend, and there were companies like Sony that backed out of that, which it did still go on. It went on without a hitch and had you know a great turnout. But uh, it seems that people are getting a little more scared. And I know a lot of companies out there, um, even my wife's company is pretty much like, no, don't fly anywhere for business. Do, you know, Skype meetings. Um, just if you don't have to go out, don't go out. Like it's all health concern. And granted, the media is making it a little more crazy than it probably is. Um, the real impact is going to be seen in summer. And what I mean by that is we don't know what these companies planned for GDC. But if they had anything planned that was timely, it may not be timely anymore because it might be a, for a spring or for a summer game. And by the time GDC happens in the summer, that game is out. Their whole booth could be ruined for this whole year. Their all, all their plans could be ruined. And uh, that, that it could cancel the show or, or if it does go on, be a shadow of itself, which of course people will start to speculate, oh, look, this is the death of trade shows because of this, and really it has nothing to do with it. Mm. Um, but I'm interested to see what happens. Uh, obviously, it's it's scary. It's a scary thing in the world. Um, I do expect to see some announcements, uh, you know, later this month that would have been announced at GDC, just announced online, um, because pretty much that's when they were planned to be announced. Anyways, it's kind of like when they had to postpone that uh, the Nintendo Direct by a week because mm. it was a tsunami japan uh and then like some companies started just releasing their trailers or stuff things were announced and obviously that had a negative effect on the direct the next week when people started watching and commenting oh we knew about this already well no duh <laughs> um so i that's what i really i'm waiting to see the true fallout of it but it, it sucks and i hope it doesn't affect e3 because yeah. e3 is gamer christmas and if they say all right well we're gonna you know postpone e3 or cancel e3 that's huge a lot of companies look 
to that time to announce what they want to announce, except Sony. Sony's doing their own thing. <laughs> Microsoft and Nintendo and and you know Ubisoft and Activision and they're they're all there. They want they want to show off their stuff. Bethesda, um, sometimes Square shows up. Um, <laughs> let's see, yeah. Uh, you know what would be funny is if E3 gets postponed, but Konami shows up, they decide to do a press conference now, and it's just them. Like, that would be the best E3, probably, yeah. just for that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Only I'm interested in your thoughts, but um, also maybe that how would it affect, like, could it actually affect E3? Like, I'm wondering if it could affect it in a positive way. Could people actually put their stuff off? And they're like, you know what, we'll just put it off and announce it at E3. Maybe E3 can, becomes even bigger than, than usual. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, well, my thoughts are like, I guess, like, firstly, I think that it is a really good decision on the GDC's part or whoever, you know, what organization group runs the GDC. Um, it is a responsible decision that they made, you know, to do this. Uh, I think, though, that like it's just going to depend on like the world situation where like, is this going to get even worse mm. than it gets better? You know, and if so, like even E3 is going to get delayed or canceled or something like that. And such and such is just going to be a domino effect. You know, mm. um, I don't think that it's going to get better in the next month or so that like a situation like that would happen where they'd be like, you know what? GDC is going to get small for this year and then E3 is going to blow up or something like that. It's it's really weird. Um, it, it, it's strange also because like E3 is like becoming such a like hands off kind of mm. um announcement uh event where like attending but not necessarily attending the actual convention attending the area right. is becoming like the thing that you do for um the industry and i've talked about this before on the on the nintendo everything podcast before where i say that it's really good to have these big industry meetups where it's gdc packs tokyo game show and such because it's important to have an excuse to bring so many collaborative um creatives together to do that kind of thing and then you know have these meetings that like end up springing into a video game you know they're like you know what, what the hell we're all here so why not let's just you know meet up and have a meeting over this game proposal or something mm -hmm. like that things like that happen all the time mm -hmm. so i think it's really good to have these events that facilitate it so i think that you know the the inevitable and um blameless uh decision to delay this event or even further events is really going to have a ripple effect mm. on the entire industry and other industries of course too but we're just talking about video games for sure yeah <laughs> yeah it's definitely affects a lot more than video games for sure yeah 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 greg what do you what do you think about uh this delay and and and, and actually i'd like to hear your thoughts about that potential ripple effect that that might happen i've been just kind of I mean, obviously it stinks to have to delay it, but obviously they're like the health concern is still like a legitimate thing. So I kind of just pretty much echo with like what Barry and like Ani were saying. It's pretty much they have to do what they need to do, and things might have to have there might be repercussions like if it's just smaller show or whatever things getting pushed to E3. So I mean, it's just really unfortunate, but I mean the world still has to figure out like getting like a proper vaccination and cure for this to stop it from getting even worse than already is so mm. i mean and like on a molecular level we know that that's going to take time like you can't rush that um yeah yeah it's not like it's coming out tomorrow or anything like that it's like it's still going to be months away so even yeah. possibly even more than that it could be a year away two years three i mean you'd hate to think that but it's you don't know i mean we're not the ones studying it we don't know 
what they've been trying and what's left to try and mm -hmm. all that other kind of stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, I've also kind of seen the decline of like some of the trade shows, like E3, because I mean, Nintendo no longer does like a stage show there. It's always been like the Nintendo Direct since mm -hmm. I don't know, like it's almost been what like seven, six but years. Someone like whenever the last time that we were there, Greg, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's I mean, all of that just seems to get more digitized, so everyone could be a part of it. So I mean, mm -hmm. I know there's still like meetings behind closed doors and collaborations as you were saying ani but i mean i feel like in general some of those have kind of decreased a little bit just to have more of like a everyone can be there digitally type of it mm -hmm. part of it so yeah yeah it's interesting and and i wonder like too i mean we've we've speculated a lot about this when we especially when we talk about e3 and stuff with with different companies like sony and, and pulling out and and doing different things and is that going to be a trend especially if this if the the virus and everything does have a long-term effect, will we see that ripple effect and will we start seeing things like E3 and, and GDC and maybe other uh, gaming events throughout the year start to turn um, to to online? And maybe they use that, that period of time to release things, but is there a need to bring people together if we're potentially gonna get each other sick? <laughs> like, is the health concerns gonna win out and we're actually gonna be like, hey, we could easily just put this online and have the a good enough effect on everybody, get the word out there. We'll have meetings behind closed doors at other times because it doesn't really matter if we, we have it around E3 time or GDC time or whatever. We can do those other times and, uh, and keep people a lot healthier maybe i don't know barry it seems Here's like you got question. some thoughts <laughs> yeah um just thinking what if what if they change the format and because of this they decide that they are going to request to not have e3 as a standard show floor have you know still have the conferences prior to e3 if, if you know like microsoft wants to put it on and ubisoft wants to put it on that's fine um nintendo's going to do nintendo direct no matter what they, they film it anyway but then have you know the treehouse can still broadcast as if they were they just do it in their home mm -hmm. office and we'll still get that from nintendo but instead of having the show floor they could put those game demos online and say look now everyone can experience e3 you don't have to go to a best buy or you don't have to actually come to the show floor because we want to keep people at home you want to play this new demo from nintendo where you could download it for a limited time like time demo on the eShop for free give it a play and feedback and the same with every other company for other systems that would that would be huge because then everyone can experience it. it's not just watching a journalist play not just watching over the you know, shoulder camera shot or hearing people talk about it because they couldn't even show footage. But now it's like, hey, you know what? I can play this. I can give my feedback. And as long as you understand that some of it's rough or alpha or beta, mm -hmm. um, I think that would be great. I think that would, I would think that would actually connect people more, ironically, even without them actually going. Yeah. Well, it's so interesting, right? Like if we look through history, I mean, this is this is taking us away from video games a little bit, right? But it usually is like world tragedies or or uh things like this that really affect us all that make us change our mindset and how we approach things um change yeah. doesn't happen until something really just shakes it up like in a big way and so could our health actually change how we approach 
marketing in video games. Like that's a crazy thought, but like, but it could because like, hey, do we actually need to be doing this the same way we have been doing it for the last 25 years? Maybe there's a different way to do it that actually keeps people healthier. And it may actually, like you said, Barry, get better feedback because it's putting it out for more people than just journalists to see. And you don't have to pay thousands of dollars to, to, to <laughs> you know, get on a flight, book a hotel and, and pay for an entrance fee. Yeah, um, I, I, I'm sorry to bring this up again, but like on last week's episode, I think, or maybe the mm-hmm. week before of Nintendo Everything podcast, we talked about like E3. No, it was a couple weeks ago. Whatever. Uh, we we talked about like the consumer side and the business side because there's two, at least two, very different sides of E3 and trade shows and stuff like that. And it's like, okay, well, you know, what are your goals on you know performing this? Um, with the the consumer facing aspect i think that like honestly it could go all digital and you know e3 would be fine but in terms of the business side of things um i think that human contact and bringing people together is is really integral so i i see it from that point of view just mm-hmm. because i've i've been there and worked there um just once like <laughs> not trying to not trying to flex my arm here or anything <laughs> like that but just just saying with that perspective um but uh oh god i forgot my other point oh no what were you talking about barry the, the thing the other thing that you mentioned oh uh, just about how more people can actually play but uh, well, yeah. one, thing, one thing you did say and that got me thinking is you're right with the human interactions mm-hmm. and there are some moments that i still go back to and watch um you know like the twilight princess reveal that you know yeah. the the, the you get the chills mm-hmm. just watching that and and seeing things like Miyamoto come on stage for, for Mario and Rabbids and seeing the developer there like literally in tears because here's Miyamoto talking so about good. this game. So good. And, so good. <laughs> and, and, you know, things like that. And, and obviously, you know, the whole, you know, you know, the Saturn launch, the, the debacle, and then, you know, Sony's response and obviously Sony's response to the Xbox One. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just those things are classic. And of, of course, Konami, just Konami's a giant meme. Um, those <laughs> those will absolutely live in history and it would suck to never get a new moment like right, that. Right. Because yeah. those are those are amazing and they could only be done with humans there. That's true. Yeah, I super agree. But I think that that's like, like one out of 10 times, something Mm, like that will happen. And like, as much as you and I both love those things, like from a business perspective, it's like nine out of 10 times is like we music, right? With that that one guy playing the drums with his, oh, that I'll never, that's never not funny. Um, Or the fireworks. Or the fireworks. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was there for that one. Mm. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. So like that was the uh, last show. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so like I understand it. Like it makes sense, you know, from a, a business perspective for them to do that. Um, but like, so with the demos that you mentioned, I wanted to talk about that for a second. Like there are many demos that, of course, you know, they tell you know the people who are playing them, whether it's the journalists or the you know the influencers <laughs> or whatever, um, that you know, hey, no footage is capable. Um, or yes, you can record direct or mm-hmm. only over the shoulder with a person in the shot, that kind of thing, because they don't want these impressions to be, you know, spread on, on the internet and then be misconstrued as like, oh, this is what the game looks like. And then people are like, oh, well, what that just clipped through that. And like, God, this, this kind of looks like crap. You know, those kinds of impressions are 
impossible to erase mm-hmm. from the internet, you know? Yeah. So I understand when there's like those kinds of things with the demo. So I understand why they're not fully playable but then like the demos that are like no you can direct feed capture this or whatever why don't publishers put out demos like that on their Mm -hmm. uh you know electronic shops or whatever they are um for more people to play that just builds excitement for games right and that would help with uh mitigating sorry bringing it all the way back mitigating if you know uh uh events got delayed or cancels or whatnot yeah you know yeah. Well, they did that with Demon X Machina. They did a time mm-hmm. demo. They asked yes, for feedback. Yes, and Octopath Traveler, right? And Octopath Traveler right. as well. And and both of those demos were great demos, and, and they got a lot of feedback, and it actually helped the final games so much more. Right, right. That invested me in those games. Right. <laughs> so I think that we need both and, really. We need those times where people can come together, but then, like, throw us some stuff at home, too. Like, when we experience this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't want to go to Best Buy in the city. You know? Right, right. And there's <laughs> never the Best Buy this close. Never. No, no. <laughs> Well, especially where I'm at, you know, they, they don't like to do it in, in my area. They, New York City is right across the water. So go to the city. Like, I don't want to pay to go to the city right. to wait in line to play two minutes of, of a demo. Right. That's a lot of work. <laughs> Around all those other people? Right. Like, ugh, no way. That's right. I mean, I didn't I, go to they, did, they did it that. once local here, which was Smash. From Smash Wii U, they did that here. And and. I did video footage of that and that, that took like three hours to play one round mm. of smash brothers. It was like not worth it, but it was, it was, it was interesting talking to other people, but it still was three hours. I didn't get back. <laughs> right. Right. All right. Well, uh, that's enough for our, our big news. I do have a couple quick things that came out just this week. Um, first of all, uh, Mario Kart tour is finally getting their online multiplayer that's coming on March 8th. So this Sunday, uh, you're going to be able to finally play, the multiplayer, uh, real-time, like, actually multiplayer on Mario Kart Tour. Uh, quick, just around the, the the horn, is this actually exciting to you, or are you just like, you know, whatever, I don't care about Mario Kart anymore? Greg, what do you think? I've been a big pass on Mario Kart Tour. I'm waiting for Mario Kart 9. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Oni, how about you? Oh, I super don't care. Like, I... <laughs> I have an old phone, so, you know, like, it runs it. It does run it, okay? I played the, the beta, the mm-hmm. closed beta or whatever, you know? Um, but I don't care. I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Barry? I played a little bit of the multiplayer, but it, it's one of those things where the game is not built as a standard Mario Kart. It's all point-based. So, like, when I first started playing even the standard game, I was annoyed because it would automatically drop the items I had whenever I hit an item box to give me new items. And I actually turned that feature off. I'm like, no, because I like to hold on to those items in case I need a shield. And then when I realized how the game worked, I still have that feature turned off, but I use my items before an item box right away because yeah. it's all about points. and right. all. It, it's it's a fundamentally a different game. So, I mean, I played a little bit of the multiplayer, and it was fun, but it's still... You know, I, I, I'm just happy playing a little bit every night, mm-hmm. you know, or every other night. And, uh, yeah, I probably won't touch it. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll play it at least a little bit. But what I want them to do is, uh, is turn, the, turn the screen sideways and give me controller support and basically just turn it into a real Mario Kart game. Because uh, so, it's not it, Also, not if Mario you Kart. don't have the right racer, you're at an immediate disadvantage. Yeah. Totally. Like if you, really? if you don't 
if yeah, because every course has like favorite racers, favorite carts, favorite uh, gliders. Mm -hmm. So if I have a favorite racer, that means every time I get an item box, I'm getting three items yep. with the chance of getting a frenzy, which is oh. three of the same items. But if you don't and you only have like a standard racer that's not good on that particular course, just on others, you only get one item per. Mm -hmm. So yeah, if yeah, your item yeah. is a coin, you're SOL to the next item box, where even if I get two coins, I at least get another item. I'm still in a more powerful yeah. position. And the multipliers so as well. Like if multiply. you... Well, the, the points, yeah, yeah, the points. Like, yeah, if you just have one that's just one X, then you're like, what's the point? Um, you have to at least have two X or three X for to actually get points. So, it's one, one point five, and two. Or, so yeah, okay. That shows you how the last time I played it. Uh, so. Reasons I'm not playing Mario Kart Two. There you go. <laughs> yeah, Jakester uh, in the chat says uh, he says uh, screw Mario Kart Tour. So, yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, also. Um, just in time for you, uh, Greg, finishing Luigi's Mansion 3, it's time to actually use that online uh, subscription because we just got uh, an email about a couple hours ago, right before we actually went live on the podcast, that the uh, multiplayer multiplayer pack part one is now available for Luigi's Mansion 3. And uh, I'm just going to read from the, the press release. It says that the DLC adds three bone-chilling new costumes that Luigi can don in the Scarescraper mode. It also adds matching spooky themes that randomly appear in the Scarescraper mode and will transform the appearance of the tower's floors. Get ready to slam some specters, too, because you might bump into new themed ghosts or two when you are in there. If you've already got, uh, or if you've still got nerves of remaining, take a stroll over to the multiplayer Scream Park mode as well, where there are three new Madcap minigames await you. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So if Double you the content. <laughs> got the uh, the multiplayer uh, pack, if you preloaded it or pre-bought it, um, it should be probably downloading or already done downloading for you. But, uh, but yeah, are you guys uh, excited about the uh, multiplayer pack part one at all? Greg, what do you think? Not really. Not really. I didn't really not get enough. Into... It's not enough. Yeah, I didn't look at. Yeah, I Pulling tried the multiplayer on the Dark Moon, and I didn't really think it was anything fantastic. So, even though they had announced it for Luigi's Mansion Three, I was like, that's probably still gonna be a hard pass. I was more getting it just for the exploration and puzzle solving in the game. Yeah, right. not for the okay. online components. Yeah, okay. it's ten bucks. Oni, is it? Is ten bucks enough for this? Did you already get it? Uh, I did not get it. Um, I need to play more Luigi's Mansion 3 in the first place, but I'm so very much like a solo gamer. Like, mm. even when I play online, like, it's really with, with one other person. So I could see myself getting this, but realistically, I probably won't. Uh, I don't know. Nothing says spooky like March, though, you know? <laughs> so that's right. now's the time to play this game. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, Barry, are you going to be uh, grabbing this... No, no, no. no. <laughs> I, it's, again, it's 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 multiplayer. Like it was like, oh, new DLC. I'm like, oh, maybe there's gonna be like a new floor or you know a sub basement or something. Nope. It's multiplayer. Yep. And I'm happy. Don't get me wrong. I'm happy they're adding new content to the game. I'm happy for those that love the multiplayer. That absolutely have been having a blast. And I, you know, then I'm happy for you guys. It's just not for me. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because it's paid. If it was free, mm. maybe I'd check it out. Yeah. Yeah, that's what's so weird, right? About this, like, of course, you think like multiplayer games, like maybe Mario Kart or something like that, that if they add multiplayer uh, DLC, then like people would 
pay for it. But like, why Luigi's Mansion 3? Like, I know that there's like a multiplayer mode in there, but you would think that to encourage people to play online more, they would do free DLC, like what they've really done for so many of their games. But I don't know, just the weirdest one to do mm-hmm. multiplayer DLC. Instead why of still- did Luigi's Mansion 3 get multiplayer DLC before Super Splatoon. Mario Party? Oh, Super <laughs> Mario Party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Splatoon had a whole bunch of DLC, like for but it was all a year. Free, right? Yeah. But but Super Mario Party has four boards. Like everyone's like, more boards, please. True. DLC. Yes. <laughs> half the game. Galen and I have like been screaming about that. Like, why? Why have there not been any boards? Like paid, free, whatever. Just give them to yeah. me. Right. Right. Yeah. Like, so Luigi's Mansion gets gets double the scare part. <laughs> you know. Well, here's the here's the thing. I left out I left out the big part. This may change your mind. As a special bonus for purchasing the DLC, you actually receive an in-game. Uh, Polterpup light called the flashlight type P, and you can use that during the story mode or scare scraper. Now, how much would you pay? <laughs> I have the, go- the, the blue light, and it's all cosmetic. <laughs> yeah, nothing. What does it do? I, I... It's cosmetic. It's, yeah, it, it, just shows like, it, it would probably just show a picture of the dog because that's what the blue light does. Like, yeah, it, it, if you oh. shine it, the blue light on a wall, it shows like a boo. Like I've. <laughs> Like a bad I've actually, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've actually equipped that and was playing around with it because I captured all the booze. Mm. Yeah, but it, it's called cosmetic. It's not. It's not necessary at all for the game. Yeah. But mm. eh, it's there. Um, but if you do want the part two, will be out at the end of July. So um, so you get a, a little bit longer to wait for uh, multiplayer pack uh, DLC part two. Um, but yeah, end of July. So. July Maybe also a perfect month for the yeah, spooky news. That is true. Yeah, Maybe yeah, when totally. GDC gets postponed too. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> we make it. That's that's the special reveal at GDC. It's multiplayer oh gosh, pack like, two. Wait, like the 13th of the month or something. <laughs> it's true. Is there a Friday the 13th in July? <laughs> I don't know. Now I got to check. <laughs> Well, as you're checking, uh, I do want to thank everybody for yeah. for tuning in uh, to the Nintendo Fuse podcast today. And uh, remember that you guys can follow us on social media. Um, we're pretty much on all the major uh, platforms out there. We'd love to have any questions you guys wanted to, us to address in a future episode. Um, also, be sure to jump in our Discord uh, server because we love to keep that conversation going between our episodes. And if you have not yet, um, make sure you subscribe and hit that bell on YouTube to be alerted every time we post a new video and uh by while you're at it go ahead and uh, subscribe to nintendo everything as well uh so before we wrap up we'd love to uh talk about just what we're uh what we're hoping to, to be playing what we're looking forward to over the next uh couple weeks until our next episode um so a couple games that jumped out to me um that uh, are coming out over the next couple weeks is Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Rescue Team DX. It's coming out on March 6th, though. So what is that, like three days away? Um, yep. Almost four. So we're almost into uh, to Wednesday now. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that's coming out on March 6th. And then, you know, one of my favorites, uh, RBI Baseball. They're going to try again um, <laughs> on uh, March 17th. So we'll see how RBI Baseball 20 goes. Um, I'm... I'm rooting for another bad one uh, because I don't think they ever listen to the suggestions I have. Be able to see where the ball's coming. Anyhow, you can you can oh, listen no. to all my other rants about that on uh, on my other videos on the previous uh, game chats. Um, but yeah, uh, how about you guys? What, are any games that you're really hyped for over the next couple of weeks? Uh, Barry, let's go to you first. Um, I was thinking about the Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. I did do the demo. It was cute. 
I am not a fan of the way it moves, though, because it's all grid-based, mm. but it feels like it shouldn't be grid-based. Um, so it, it's kind of awkward. Um, so a lot of times I just push the auto button, just let it auto do the dungeon for me. Um, but I'm going to get it. Whether or not I play it really depends on how fast I finish Rune Factory and, and how soon from then is Animal Crossing. Mm. Um, that's, you know, RBI Baseball is... I'm waiting for it to be good to give it a try. Although I <laughs> really need to get Four year, you three in years contact. Running. I need to get you in contact with the guy who who does um, the port for that because he, he's a friend of mine. Uh, on the, the problem stretch. is the original game is bad. Like the, <laughs> I'm sure it's ported fine. It's just the the game itself just needs to be fixed. <laughs> it goes deeper than we thought. <laughs> the call is coming from inside the house. I was like, with the game here, I'm I'm gonna derail this for a little bit. With the game that, like baseball that is is based so much on depth perception, when that ball is coming in, where it is, height, the whole like x-axis, y-axis, all that's important, where it's coming across the plate. It, all I can do is tell whether there's left or right. I don't know where I can swing at it or not. The ball might be in the dirt. I don't know. I have no idea what, how to tell if it's high or low. And missing like 50%. Yeah, pretty much. And, and same thing with pitching. Like, I have no idea how to aim that ball where I want it across there. It's kind of like a crapshoot. I'm just like, hmm, somewhat in that area. Throw it down there. We'll see what happens. And so, aren't yeah. you so glad the show is going multi platform? <sighs> I, I hope it's so much better. I hope it's well, actually it a decent port. Like, that's yeah. what I'm hoping for. But uh, at least they fixed. At least they fixed home run derby because it was 18, I think it was, um, that you had to sit through the entire round for a computer player was ridiculous. Like, you should just be able to push a button, bypass it, see how many home runs they got. But I had to sit there and wait the entire time until they finished. It was awful. You know, the most <laughs> fun part about video games is sitting there and waiting. <laughs> right? So, <laughs> like, I'd rather just flip over and actually watch a, a real baseball game instead of a computer player just sitting there swinging. Yeah. yeah Anyhow, yeah. Uh, Greg, yeah, what are you excited about over the next couple of weeks? <laughs> Pretty much nothing was on like this main list. Um, I mean, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon kind of did kind of in- interest me, but I'm probably not going to be diving into that quite yet. Play the <clears throat> first. Yeah, I can probably look at doing that because Pokemon Sword is coming right around the corner once I finish Lucky Tales. So um, I did purchase uh king lucas that we had talked about from mm. a month ago i haven't even fired that up yet so i might get a chance to look at that a little bit but i don't think anything nothing really much in these next um, few weeks that i'm really looking forward to yeah yeah oni how about you actually quite a bit yeah so uh for games that already came out that i still need to like you know really sink my teeth into uh, Kemono Heroes, which I talked a little bit about last week on the Nintendo Everything podcast. It's like a 2D action platformer, um, very reminiscent of like a late Super Nintendo era game with the pixel aesthetic and very heavy on like, you know, doing combos and stuff like that. Um, looking forward to really getting into that more this week and giving more impressions next week. Uh, same with Warriors Orochi mm. for Ultimate. Um, the ultimate expansion came out not too long ago. I think it was like February 14th or something like Mm -hmm. that. So I finally got my hands on it and I played it a little bit last week. And that is a meaty game. Mm. There's so much going on with it. And I really need to just like spend a day to sit down and explore the systems that that game has to offer. Um, but to properly answer your question, (laughs) 
for games that are coming out in between your next podcast. Um, Murder by Numbers is a indie game coming out in just a couple of days. I think mm-hmm. it's like the 5th or the 6th. Um, that is a... I think it's a digital-only title, but I'm sure like this is getting you know enough press and if it sells well enough it'll probably end up getting like a limited run games you know thing or whatever for physical but this is a um like visual novel and logic puzzle mixture of a game with my favorite aspect picross styled puzzles so oh my god this yeah, sounds amazing. And it has, it's really, really, really great looking. I can't wait to get it. I've already pre-purchased it and everything. Can't wait for it to just unlock. But it's like got Ace Attorney vibes to it with the like inspecting and like figuring things out. And then it also has, you know, visual novel stuff with your characters and character driven story progression. But then you also solve Picross puzzles, which are my hmm. absolute favorite thing. I am crazy for Picross. Like my number one played game on the Nintendo 3DS was Pokemon Picross. <laughs> nice. I literally awesome. deleted all of my data and then replayed the game again because do I not have other games to play? Yes, I do. But what am I doing with my life? <laughs> yeah. I love that game too. That and the Twilight Princess. Picross. Yes. That's I did the awesome. same thing with Twilight Princess. Nice. <laughs> That's awesome. So yeah, I, had, out this I had not heard about that game and that that is very intriguing. I might have to look into that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you really should. I'm I'm gonna reach out uh, to the developers or the publisher sometime soon uh, to see if I can you know do something to help promote their game mm-hmm. because I love to lift up the little guy, um, you know, in terms of like indie developers and whatnot. Because yeah, it just it looks so special. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Um, yeah, I think uh, I usually do cover um, MLB, uh, the RBI baseball. So. We'll see. We'll see how that this one goes. So I'll probably end up playing it and probably to be disappointed. Um, spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I'm also I'm I'm intrigued by the the Matt Age in this guy um, game that I purchased for 14 cents. So I'm gonna be playing that over the next couple of weeks and give uh, give my impressions next time. Um, there was another game that I saw. In fact, actually, this has nothing to do with games that are coming out. But there's a there's been massive sales on the eShop over the last like several weeks. Yeah. And one of the games that was on sale that I saw when I was buying Mad Age and this guy, have you guys seen, uh, I can't remember the name of it, but it's basically you're shooting um, ski jumpers. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's exactly what Is I said. Is on Steam? Yes, it I'm sounds sh- like it's shooting, on Steam. It probably was on Steam. But uh, but yeah, you're, you like the, the description, the gaming description is like, have you ever wanted, have you ever thought about like what it would take to shoot down a ski jumper? I'm like, no, I've never <laughs> thought that my entire life. But it, so it's like essentially like shooting skeet, but it's ski jumpers <laughs> that come off the thing and you're like aiming and shooting them as they go down. So like, I may end up getting it because it's so interesting, but uh, we'll see. <laughs> So yeah, oh, if we you're discovered Steve's fetish, <laughs> well, I don't kind of really call it that, but it, it's, it's intriguing enough to I don't know. We'll see. I'm I'm super looking forward to hearing about your impressions on what is it RBI, not MLB. RBI, yeah, RBI right? baseball. Yeah, yeah. I love when somebody just like devotes their time to being like you know okay this long running series or this long running running whatever. I'm so disappointed by it, but I'm disappointed <laughs> because I want it to be better. 
because then I know that their criticisms are coming from an informed point of view. It's not just them bashing the game or being, you know, whatever internet crazy person. Mm -hmm. Like it's you genuinely coming from an intelligent point of view, criticizing the game. I love that. Even if I don't give a damn about like whatever (laughs) it is, I love that kind of stuff. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Well, thanks. Yeah. This is a very strong desire for me to actually enjoy the game, but I don't know. Recent years has not been so good, but there's still hope. There's still hope. Yeah. What's interesting is that RBI is actually coming out the same day as the show. So it's like it's going to be cannibalized right at the start. Pretty much. Unless they show up. Like, if they really do, they actually have, have listened, then it could be. It, it's got so much potential because it's, like, totally backed by MLB. And so, like, yeah. it could be it could be there. But we'll see. Because it's always, it's always the less expensive game as well that's yeah. one of the cool it's things about mlb yeah too, isn't it right so it's got so much potential there but uh yeah they're just gonna make a few changes and and it's worth it because i i kind of like the arcadiness of of uh rba baseball more than the the more simulator uh stuff behind the show um i think there's there's room for both and they just need it they needed a tweak and, and actually make the the enhancements well we'll see we'll see um, Greg, we're back. We missed you for Welcome a little back. bit. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Like, like it, everything just froze, and I was like, "What's going on? It's something with me." And then, yeah, all of a sudden, it was like, it "said Oh no, internet!" And I'm like, "Oh, what? Yeah, that, like, that, that would be like my Wi-Fi source is like literally like ten, like a, like a foot or two away from my computer. How did nice. I lose the internet? Good old American internet. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And this is why people want to hold digital. What? No, we don't have the infrastructure for it. We need physical games. Yeah, how's your stadia doing, Greg? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, this is why I don't play like Smash Bros. <laughs> exactly. There you go. Well, um, is even is like competitive Switch online really that bad, or is it? Just <laughs> it could just be all, all of our internet. And I have high speed like fiber, and it still is like eh sometimes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we've cut the cord, so I mean, we depend all on internet. So, like, I don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like, we have like high speeds and stuff. Like, I don't know why I just like dropped. I was connected to the access point that's like two feet away from this computer. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's all conspiracy. Yeah, they hate you. <laughs> oh man, Oni, it's been great to have you on as a guest tonight. Um, tell us, tell us where to find you online. People are, I'm sure, going to want to continue connecting with you. So, where can they find you and and all that you're doing? Yes. Uh, well, thank you very much for having me. It's been a total pleasure. It's great to talk to new friends about video games and all that kind of stuff. So, thank you very much for having me. Um, and for any of you lovely people who are tuning in, if you would like to follow me, um, probably the best contact is Twitter. So my Twitter is at Oni underscore Dino. That's O-N-I underscore D-I-N-O. Um, then I have like Instagram and stuff too. That's Oni underscore underscore Dino. Um, I, I use that sometimes, <laughs> but not regularly. Twitter is the main thing, and we'll just go from there. You know what? I'm not going to try and put you into like a really difficult relationship with me. Let's just start with Twitter, and we'll see how things go. <laughs> see you how know things go. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, there's a YouTube, and oh, wait, wait, no, no, no. You have to listen to the podcast. Okay, sorry. It's, it's a little yeah. bit more deeper than I thought. Yeah. <laughs> Please listen to the Nintendo Everything podcast. We're on pretty much all of the podcast platforms. You know, We're on YouTube if you want to listen to it on that, but we're also on um, Google Podcasts. Stitcher, uh, iTunes, of course, Spotify, which is like a big one for us recently. And, you know, just whatever you want to use, Podbean, 
all these other things I've never heard of before, please <laughs> do check us out. Yeah, <laughs> cool. And also, if I may say, um, we will have Barry on uh, very soon. So if you would like this kind of synergy that we have going on here, get a little more Barry action that you crave over <laughs> on the Nintendo Everything podcast very soon. So please do check that out. Yeah, yeah, it'd be, you're fun uh, to argue with Barry over there too. You can add more uh, <laughs> fires over there. Argue, <laughs> really? He's a no. JRPG guy. He's synergized. Right. I'm, I'm actually yeah. feeling for Galen. Is what I'm feeling. <laughs> no, nobody needs to feel for Galen. Believe me, that man is is enormously tall. He can be a punchy bag. It's fine. Barry and I are JRPG kindred spirits. I know we're gonna get along just fine. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're coming for you, Galen. <laughs> Double team next week. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, to everybody that's been listening, uh, watching along, joining us in the chat, thank you guys so much for, for tuning in. Episode 192 is wrapping up. We'll be back on March 17th on uh, St. Patrick's Day with our uh, next episode. Maybe we'll dress all in green or something. I don't know. Um, just honor Luigi in our next episode. Who knows? Uh, but, uh, but yeah, March 17th. Again, if you never joined us live, uh, be sure to do that. We'd love to have you uh, join us. We go live right about 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 5.30 uh, p.m. Uh, Pacific Time, and you can figure out the ones in between. Uh, that's where Greg and I live in between. Um, but uh, but yeah, we'd love to have you guys join in the chat. We love uh, just hearing what you guys have to th say about all the things that we talk about. But um, until next time, thanks for tuning in and happy gaming. Have a good one. Bye-bye. See you guys later. <laughs>